normally call my wife because she loves you too. And I'd be like, turn on the radio right now and listen to what kid is having to say. Dude, you got me laughing and tearing up at the same time, bro. Oh, you are the best. We need more people like you, man. More people that just say the way it is. I love that. That was great. That was heartfelt. <laughs> and you're getting emotional watching. We get emotional when we watch somebody get emotional. So, <laughs> oh, man. We're your tribe, kid. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. We've been waiting for you. And we're so proud of you. And yeah. So was that your last day? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Honestly, kid. I'm like so you, weird to uh, watch that back. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. You have inspired a lot of people. You really have. And and the beauty of, of the courage that it took to do something, you are the first in this country on mainstream radio to speak the truth. And there are so many people that have, have loved you for, you know, so long. And you just made them pay attention. You know, I was watching your Instagram and I see the messages that are starting to come through for you now. And people are like, wow, man, you know, I've had my head in the sand for like two years, but listening to you really made me, you know, wake up and be like, man, I got to start paying attention to what's going on. So here we are, all of us girls, just like, you have no idea how exciting it was to even see that happen because now it's just another level of, of awareness for people that were just living on autopilot because they heard you on the radio speak the truth of what's really going on. So I'm proud of you, man. I had had people messaging me. My, my husband listens all the time in the morning and he was saying, you got to listen to kid. You got to hear what he, he's dropping these seeds. He's dropping these little truth bombs. I think he's awake. <laughs> and so of course we reached out a couple of times and, and you know, since then, every time that you would drop little seeds, people would be messaging Alicia and I saying, get him to come to the rally, get him to come to the rallies. Mm. And, and we knew, you know, when you were talking before, you're saying like council culture is a scary thing. Like, you know, your job is on the line and, and speaking out, it, you've got mouths to feed and it's, it's a really hard thing to step away. And one of the things that you've just kind of done lately over the last little, you know, last year or so is just lightly dropping seeds and just sprinkling them because they will come to harvest and you, you mm. drop seeds over the year and now you were able to drop a great big bomb because it, again, it gets to that point where you just, you can't hold it in anymore. You can't mm -hmm. like, you're, like you're, you just get completely blocked and and uh I, I know so many people that have been in your your position and just to be able to yeah. finally have that courage to walk away it'll come back to you tenfold it will absolutely awesome. come back to you tenfold for well, sure. I, I hope that other people get the courage to kind of uh, step out same. and say things you know do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened after that episode aired yeah i mean six months prior i had kind of gone on um a little bit of a what's been called a, a rant <laughs> on the vaccine passports. Um, that was about six months ago. Just kind of explaining that, you know, I, I think that the passports are not just what we think that they are, which is a convenient way to carry your status in your phone. It's, it's really a piece of technology that really has a, the potential to control your life. And I kind of went on this little 12 minute speech, basically saying like, guys, look where this is going. Eventually our bank accounts will be connected to these. Um, and it's, it's really like a digital prison that we're being set up to be put in. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did this whole thing. And I also talked about how 
you know, the last couple of years, the big narrative has been, you know, we talk about like, you know, trans, the trans community, or we talk about, you know, Black Lives Matters and these certain narratives that have been discussed so heavily for the last couple of years that really talk about corporate responsibility and inclusiveness and, and really quite a beautiful thing. And then suddenly we step into this new narrative where it's where suddenly it's very divisive and we're we're creating like a two-tier society and like you know a certain group of people can go to grab a, a bite to eat at a restaurant and another group can't and you can go see the spider-man movie but you can't and it just i i spoke about how insane it was that we're all hopped up on this inclusivity vibe and now suddenly it's like all at the window and no one's saying anything and it doesn't seem sorry i'm still <laughs> <laughs> I'm still recovering. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and also going on the, the whole idea that we were all about support local businesses. And, and then suddenly it's like flipped where we're okay with them shutting down small businesses and it's all about supporting big box. Huh. So I, six months ago, I, I did this little rant because it was, again, it was bubbling up and you keep it in as much as you can until you finally explode. <laughs> and I got pulled into a meeting and again, I'll never talk smack about my former employers because they, fed my family for the last couple of years and they believed in me and, you know, they're just trying to protect their own asses. But basically they pulled me aside and said, you can't talk about this stuff. And it's mostly because people listening are so conditioned to think that what I'm saying is outrageous and wrong that they jump on their keyboards, the keyboard warriors, and they email the bosses and they say, I'll never listen to you again. If this guy talks about this stuff again. And I had to promise that I wouldn't speak about that again on the radio or, or on social should have a donation option mm -hmm. like just create a quick donation option because some people just want to donate yeah. without even having to do anything else i think that's yeah. a good option yeah um a question i want to ask you because i think a lot of people might resonate like how do you feel how do you feel now after a week of of doing all that and going through the emotions of like what the heck did i just do here i am now like how do you feel like a thousand pounds lifted off my head I feel amazing and i think that's important for a lot of people to recognize because I would say well over 65% of the people that don't agree with what's going on right now are staying silent. People have received the injections when they didn't want the masking, when they don't want them and so on. Um, because they're so scared of taking that leap of faith. They're so afraid of doing that because they don't see it the light at the end of the tunnel. They don't think that there's a life beyond their nine to five job. They don't think that they can take that. But I think your story is important for people to recognize that even when you stay silent, there's a difference between staying silent and being like, you know, keeping yourself quiet instead of being true to yourself and what that actually does to your physical and spiritual being versus mm -hmm. breaking through that and realizing the endless opportunities that are now presenting themselves to you. And if more people were open to taking that leap of faith of recognizing now there's endless possibilities. Now your brain actually has the ability to say, I'm going to start thinking of anything and everything to do that I can monetize now just being me, 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 kid, what can I do? What am I meant to do? Right. And that's mm -hmm. only going to present itself to you now that you've, you know, released through the shackles pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you see a lot of people growing angrier and angrier and angrier, but it's because they're not being true to their soul. Like, 100%. They want to speak out, but they're still so afraid. It's absolutely ridiculous. So they're going right off the deep end in some cases. Like I've mm -hmm. seen multiple people just go berserk, but they won't speak up. Mm-hmm. Just be true to your soul. You open that up, the whole world opens up with you and for you. Mm -hmm. And new doors open, new opportunities come to you. You know, you're manifesting what you want to see in the world from that point forward. Mm -hmm.
And a lot of good comes from that. And that's a majority of my DMs are people just like that. Thank you for speaking out. Thank you for saying something. I've been wanting to say something. I'm afraid. They don't want their coworkers to think that they're nuts. They don't want their neighbors to think, or their friends or family members to think that they're yeah. crazy. So I think we'll hit a tipping point where it's like, people are starting to figure out the mainstream is a little bit nutty. <laughs> and the great thing about what's happening with the misreporting of this freedom convoy in Ottawa is that people have Instagram. We can see that what you're saying on CTV and CBC is not what's happening. Bouncy castles are not dangerous. So yeah. it's being exposed. And I think this is creating a bit of a shift, which is really exciting. And I think we need to coach people on how to come out from this weird place. And maybe, maybe it's not about coming out and going, this is wrong and being afraid of people being put off by that. Maybe it's more of posing questions like, Hey, is it outrageous that I think this is a little strange? Well, and, and you know that, yeah, that's absolutely amazing because questions are always the catalyst to people starting to think for themselves, obviously. Right. But people have to stop playing along with it. Like I, you know, you catch people who get caught in this herd mentality um, conversation and they go along with it. They feed it. They poke the bear. Just don't answer. If you don't believe it and it's not your way of thinking, don't include yourself in the conversation. Just stay silent. And then that conversation kind of dissipates off to the side. And then it becomes less and less and less because these people have no one to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. You know, stop feeding the bear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and can, community has come together. Like, not, like, I don't think anybody's ever seen community come together and support each other. Like what's happening over here over the last couple of years. Like whether there's organizations that are helping people on the back end if they are, they are losing their jobs. There's people that are helping homeless. There's people like it's just it's a beautiful thing. And just stepping away from what you stepped away from now, you are going to have more success than you could have ever possibly imagined. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the next, uh, next Rogan, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's, you'll, you'll be just fine. It's going to be, your family will be well looked after and everything. I'm very confident of that. Thank you. It's funny. There was a, there's a website called, um, I think it's Vancouver is awesome or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they put this article saying that, uh, He's trying to become the next Joe Rogan and there's nothing we can do to stop it. And it's disgusting. Bad publicity is good publicity. Then Washington posted a hit piece on me and it worked to my advantage because the yeah. people that are watching it, the north, like the, the awake people are like, wait, I want to go and find out about this. I like Joe Rogan, right? I like right. this. So. Right. The cool thing was, is if you went on any social media like Facebook and you saw all of those hit pieces on you, I started doing, you know, the percentage, you know, they, they like to call us all the fringe minority, etc. But if you saw how much love you got on all three of those, how many people in the city, in, in all of BC and, and wherever else mm -hmm. was, was literally sticking up for you and calling them all fake news. And I started kind of looking at all the, you know, just all the, the clickbait. And I mean, those that were kind of, you know, doing the laugh emoji or, or, you know, basically being whatever you want to call it, just snarky or their little comments or whatever the case is. I mean, that that's actually the minority because it worked out to be between 14 and 16%. The remainder 
we're all like, yeah, kid. And I could tell you most of them are just like Trudeau. Did you not notice that they shut off those comments yesterday? Because the comments were horrible. And as mm. soon as they turned them off, like, you know that there's something going on. It's mm -hmm. the shift is happening. They just don't want people to recognize it. Like I'm, I don't know if you know, kid, I'm in Ottawa. I live in Ottawa, born and raised here. So okay. I'm aware of everything that's going on. And when you go downtown, it's insane to see the shift in people. The cops are saying how peaceful it is. It's been nothing but good. There's nothing that's dangerous about what's happening there other than the politicians are losing money to their pockets. Hence, it's a danger. They consider it an emergency. What kind of started to wake you up though, kid, is when you came out to the nurses rally and you had seen sort of what was being reported or what you were allowed to report and stuff. And that was a bit of a wake up call, I guess, for you, hey? Oh man. I mean, I've been kind of down the, the rabbit hole for about 10 years. Mm. And, but, but that was such a huge, eye-opening experience when I went there. It was my first rally. I thought, I'm going to go. I'm going to get some interviews, some clips from people for my show. And then the next morning, when I log on to the load, there's a local big uh, online kind of news outlet here called the Daily Hive. And they said it was blocking ambulances and harassing nurses. And I thought, how can they get it so wrong? I was, I was there. I know this is not true. And then it's on CTV. And then it's on CBC and then it's on global. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, I start to get like this weird nausea in my stomach. I'm going, how is this coordinated? And I still don't know how this works. I don't know how all the media outlets all have the wrong story. Is it like, does CBC do it first and everyone copies them or like what's happening? And there's no video of anyone blocking ambulances. And it's also a huge insult to the Vancouver police because there was a huge police presence. All the police are doing an amazing job making sure that the roads are clear. No one's blocking ambulances. I mean, it's, it's the craziest thing. And it puts you in a position to where you can't admit that you were there because then you were a part of the mob that was harassing nurses and no one wants to be associated with that. So at that point, you know, my boss says, don't play those clips, man. You weren't there. Was it that kid? No, God, no. None of, I was there. Yeah. None of that it was happened. So emotional, like yeah. That was the biggest rally at that point. We, mm -hmm. you know, Oach and I have been hosting rallies for about a year, a year and a bit now, and it's like that was the biggest sea of people that came out, and that was the one that Kristen Nagel had sort of thrown out there and saying, "Okay, we're all gonna, we're all gonna do this across the country." And Alicia and I went, "Well, who's organizing?" So we had helped mm -hmm. some of the local nurses here to get that going, and and it was just like. I remember like Odessa went up and spoke and all she did was she just cried because it was just so emotional mm -hmm. just seeing that many people finally coming together and seeing all the nurses coming out in their scrubs and really, yeah. you know, wanting to, wanting the support and finally not feeling alone. And it was beautiful. There was not one violent act and VPD has had our back from the get go. They haven't, mm -hmm. they, they actually like working with us. We leave the grounds cleaner than it was when we got there. Um, there's no violence. We're respectful. We always give shout outs, you know, the VPD. And, mm -hmm. and so, like you said, I mean, it was just, it was just a big backhanded slap. And I mean, that was actually, I had a couple of family members reach out that were just shamed us, just mm -hmm. absolutely shamed us. I hope you weren't part of this and I hope you weren't like it just was awful. And yeah. and it was like it couldn't have been a more beautiful gathering of people. And like you said, I mean that that image where the um, ambulance came through was actually going in the opposite direction of the hospital and was there honking in support of what we were doing. We've just been so spoiled, Canadians. People around the world, they were protesting 
crowds of millions two years ago. We just can't wrap our minds around that the government could be bad. We've been so spoiled. We live in this great country and, you know, we've never had to fight really for anything, you know, and other people from other countries, they know they've had some crazy shit happen. You know, yeah. their parents can tell them, oh, like it's, it wasn't that long ago or, you know, a generation ago where they've had to fight for things. And uh, we've just had to watch it through the lens of the news. And then we go back to our cozy, little comfortable lives. So now it's like, it's taking people a little bit longer to wake up and realize that, no, it's, it's our turn. I shared a post today from a military uh, veteran that literally shared, like, I was deployed to other countries for exactly what's happening in our own country. And, you know, so that's why, I, and I'm, I will probably always, you know, honor you, kid, for what you did, because I don't think you understand the gravity for Canadians, mm -hmm. because we are spoiled. We don't know what this is. Now, you know, people who, who um, are immigrants here, who come from countries where they've had to, you know, suffer by the hands of their government, they understand. And they were the first ones to speak out. And, and so this is the beauty of even you going to that nurses rally, you know, the, the blessing is that everyone who went there for the first time went home and watched the six o'clock news and realized how much their media lies to them. Mm -hmm. So in essence, even though it's hard for us to go through this right now, we are all in the process of helping everyone be aware and wake up from their slumber because we, for the longest time, have lived on autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. We've all kind of been in our bubbles and, and we go along our day and we don't really pay attention to our surroundings. And, you know, technology has really been created to Im imprison our minds and keep us occupied. I mean, you, we don't even, you know, before this, we'd sit at dinner and everyone's on their cell phones. No one's even talking to each other. So this is definitely, you know, and, and like Amanda was saying, this really ultimately also has to do with, with our soul and remembering who we are. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have been, you know, just a, a beautiful thing to watch because we've been waiting for this to happen for the longest time. And, um, you know, I, I actually sent your, your podcast to a DJ friend of mine and he's uh, DJing in Kelowna now. And uh, I just said to him, you know, I said, I really hope you follow his lead because this is what needs to happen. You know, it's it. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. And then we're going to start seeing, you know, things domino from from that. So well, that's how a movement happened. I don't know if you guys remember when the pandemic first started, pandemics first started. There was a video talking about movements and you just had one crazy nerd like guy that was dancing in the middle of the field by himself and then some other you know, weirdo came and stood next to him in the third and the fourth. And before you know it, the entire place was full blown partying with this kid. That's exactly how a movement happens. It starts with that one person that people deem crazy, second crazy, third crazy. You only need 5% to shift the you know power of the herd and that's it. And we're seeing it now more than ever. Mm -hmm. I was uh, talking to my boss at work today and he says, oh, you know, like Bonnie Henry lifted all the mandates today for people who are un, you know, for people who are vaccinated. And, you know, so the bars and the nightclubs are open now. And I was like, oh, really? And I said, but they're still having to show the vaccine passports. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, but it sounds like things are loosening up. And when you look at what happened yesterday with Trudeau and how he, you know, it, 
trying to implement, and again, this is only virtue signaling because it's nothing's been passed, as Alicia, you were mentioning before, that nothing's been passed through legislation or, you know, right now. So we've got everybody believing that the War Measures Act or the Emergency Measures Act has been has been implemented, which has never been implemented, like, what is it, three times in, in history that it's ever been implemented. And is like World War One, World War Two, and kids jumping on a bouncy castle is comparable to like, the, the War Measures Act that we have to bring in now. And and so the, I think the thing that happens is that we've got that. They talk about you know training an elephant. You know how they take away that one chain at a time, and eventually they just people become complicit to to that new that new normal. And when you've got Trudeau throwing in the you know the just literally blowing up an anthill with a with a stick of dynamite like doing something so major without any conversation or without any negotiations it's just straight to the to the emergency act and then the next day bonnie henry comes in all nicey nice we're gonna lift the we're gonna lift the mandates you know and it's like it it, it gets people off of standing on guard for thee and that's and that's the thing is that you like I will always be on guard. My you know my boss is saying, oh you know like it'll it'll all be lifted. I'm like, dude, this isn't even half of it yet. Like we are headed for full-on communism. We are headed for a digital currency. He already said yesterday that they're going to shut down your bank account if you know if you are uh, donating to these terrorist um, you know communities. And it's like, what terrorists? Bounty castle kids? Like. <laughs> You know, and, yeah. and so it's just, I think that's, it's like that abusive mentality or that uh, Stockholm syndrome where people are depending on their, on their captors for, um, for security. And as soon as Bonnie Henry was like that nice mom versus the mean dad that they went to, you know, and she's like, everybody's like, oh, okay, thank God, everything's going to be okay. And then they stop, they stop researching. It gets them off the gas pedal because all of a sudden yesterday in the last 24 hours, people have got this heightened level of like, Holy smokes! Maybe we are. Maybe we are going to communism. Oh no, Bonnie Henry let off. You mm. know, and so mm. we've got this like, this yo-yo thing that's going on, and and uh, people aren't people aren't doing the research because they they're they're off the gas pedal a little bit, right? It's on yeah. the gas off the gas pedal. Yeah, I mean these these people are they're evil, and um, I mean we're all at different levels of understanding. There's it's a rabbit hole. And mm -hmm. some people are at the level where I just don't want my kids to wear a mask. And other people are like, this is God and the devil and they're dueling. And, I mean, we're all at different places. They take two steps forward and then one step back. And they know when they when we're at the boiling point, they step back and let us all calm down. And, and mm -hmm. they push again. And, you know, you look back two years later and you're you're five miles back from where you started. And the next thing that will come down the line is that they will eventually, I'm sure, drop all the vaccine mandates but they'll keep the passport and we will celebrate. Yeah. It's kind of transition we'll, to a digital ID. We won. We won. Good. I don't have to get the jab. I, I fought through it. I, you know, yeah, you still got the digital ID, which is the end game here, which then will have you, like you said, your bank account, your everything will be on there. And it's scary. That li have you seen that list? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. It's long. It's a long and list of things that imagine you disobey the government or you make a comment online or you hang out with someone who's been anti-government and you know you lose your points you see what's going on in china or suddenly you're locked out of your social media or you're locked out of the metaverse or your funds be, are frozen or your funds are frozen or you can't access your bitcoin or i mean it's everything and so 
It's literally a digital prison. There will be no need to lock you behind bars anymore. It will just be like we just yeah. switched you off and Mo that's it. Modern day, yeah, prison. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're all here doing what we're doing right now because, you know, when we see people letting off the gas, we have to remind them the end game, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so winning the whole, you know, V passport in everything that, oh, we're going to relax all these measures. You know, don't worry, you know, eventually you won't have to wear the mask. Forget about all that stuff. Uh, everything is such a distraction. And, and they don't call it a psychological war for nothing, right? They have an A, B, C, D, E, F, G game plan. And mm -hmm. we, yeah. you know, we're playing chess. It's we like an 80 to 100 year plan. Yeah. 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 percent mm. Yeah. So for those of you asking where to find the uh, digital ID list, I just posted it on my Facebook. It's not going to last long. So get over there and take a look at the <laughs> list of all the fun you're going to enjoy with this little... <laughs> Yeah, chip. Well, then you've got Elon Musk, who is while this is all happening, putting the the microchips in in monkeys' brains, and you go, okay, you fast forward ten years and you see where it's going. By the time the metaverse is announced to the world, we all think it's going to be you're going to have these giant goggles on your head, but yeah. it's going to be it's going to be first contact lenses and then a, a chip in your head, and that sounds crazy, but it'll be a chip in your head. You connect to the metaverse. You disappear there for 12 hours. And um, and again, you literally your world can be switched on or off if you're not following the rules. I mean, well, yeah, they sounds... say the mark of the beast is either going to be like in your in your palm or in your head, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, yep. The difference between reality and conspiracy is about six months. And so right. far, we've been psychic on all of it. That's right. So I know. take it for what you will. Let's see how it ages, friends. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be right for the last two years. We don't want to be right. Instead of saying conspiracy theory, we'll just have to call it spoiler alerts now, right? Right. right. <laughs> I like that. That's but, what we've been talking about. The next one is uh, climate change. Which oh. is going to be a fun one. So for anyone who might not remember on Friday, kid, hopefully you can pop in and, and watch it too. We've got Denny Rancor. He's a scientist who for a decade has been studying this climate change. And he's specifically talking about it on Friday's episode, shedding light on how it's pretty much bogus. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And we know that that's the way things are heading, right? Because in order to really run with a digital ID, they need to bring that in for total control and, and mm -hmm. position it in a way that it's for the environment and for the good of nature. Mm -hmm. All I mean, as soon as you see, yeah, as right. soon as you see the, the mainstream pushing any story, you got to go, okay, what's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like the world is a stage. 100%. It's like the Truman and Show in real life. It is the Truman Shows. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you see it on all the And when Facebook has their... Exactly. Right? They've got their fact check of climate change now. Like, mm -hmm. they didn't wait oh, that man. long. Yes, so we that's know it's coming. Started. Yeah. 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 Well, they that... realized that mistake when it came to COVID, right? Because that only came afterwards. And like, let's, let's get ahead of the game right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The thing that really is on my mind lately that has me worried is, is the guy who's pulling the puppet strings on Trudeau, which is a Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. Um, he was in an interview months ago saying that we the next thing we need to look out for is the um, um, 
oh, my, my mind just went blank for a minute, um, a cyber attack. Mm-hmm. And he said, we all need to be ready for the cyber attack because it's inevitable. And when it happens, it will, me- it will make COVID seem like a mild inconvenience. So I go, oh my God. Like It's like, we, we need to wipe out everything. Clean slate. Like, oh, sorry, you guys all lost your assets and your money. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. You know, we're all going to start from scratch, AKA the great reset, right? right. So right. it's a roller coaster ride. We know good always wins over evil. One day we're going to be able to, we'll chuckle about this, you know, we'll be able to, you know, look back and be like, yeah, you remember when all those people thought we're all a bunch of conspiracy theorists and we're, you know, we're a little, little kooky. Yeah. Up in heaven when we, after the comets and the aliens and the <laughs> direct energy weapons and everything. hundred percent. Well, you know what, kid? We definitely are looking forward to watching your podcast grow. I know there's, you know, a a lot of uh, people who have a lot of admiration and uh, I look, I look forward to seeing you become the uh, Joe Rogan of of Canada. I I definitely believe you are going to see success like you have never seen before. And it's because you have chosen to be on the right side of history and do what's right above all else. And people who carry integrity, sky's the limit for them. 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Well, your kind words aren't lost on me. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels incredible to connect with uh, like-minded people and be, yeah, be on, be on the good team. <laughs> the A team. Yeah. That's, what that's what we're at. Yeah. Kid, we're so proud of you. And it has been such an honor to have you on. I think um, you know, like you said, you just watched back on your on your video. It was actually a beautiful thing to watch. You get a, a bit emotional watching that again. And and uh, we're just thank you for coming and being part of this with us today. And we always talk about waking up our corner of the world. And you know, we're the four pillars of truth. We got a couple of us on the east coast, a couple of us on the west coast. And and uh, you've been you lived in both areas. So it's you know, hopefully this message gets right across the country, and uh, more people will look to find you. And thank you so much for coming on with us today because it really is such an honor and a privilege. We're really proud of you. Thank you. It means a lot to me. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. All the best. We'd love to have you back. So you keep us going. Anytime. How are you doing, hey? You will. I'd love to anytime. Yeah.